today is one of the most beautiful days that you could be a part of, and I'm excited to talk to you. And the reason I'm excited to talk to you is because um, I see life very differently every single day. And I believe if there's no change in mind, there's no change in reality. The change in mind facilitates the change in reality. This has been proven by quantum mechanics. This has been proven by mystics and sages along the years. This has even been proven by business owners and anyone who's applied their mind in the power of thought. So I decided I would take it a step further. And as far as I can get it and I want to know what thoughts are in my mind that may be helpful and what thoughts are in my mind that may not be helpful. And I believe this deciphering and discernment between thoughts is very important for the well-being of our lives. Imagine if you were sick, something was going on with your body, but there were no instruments to detect what exactly was going on in the body. You couldn't tell if it was uh, something serious or something that would just blow over. Or you just didn't know what was happening in general. That ignorance would definitely damage you more than it would help you. And the reason why is because information can change our situation. It can change the way we see a thing. And so there are different levels of information. On the physical realm, we use instruments to test information. We can test the information of your blood, the information of your oxygen levels, the information of your body mass index. We can test and find out that information based on observation with instruments. But the, the, the thoughts that we have and the emotions that we have can't necessarily be detected as easily. But one good thing is that the emotions and thoughts that we have produce certain effects in the body. That should tell you right away how, uh, how impactful emotions and thoughts actually are. That they affect your body. Not only affect your body, but they, they determine if you will have a healthy, vibrant body or if you will have an unhealthy, sickly body. So, when we use our thoughts and we start to detect our thoughts, the ones that are not serving us or the ones that are serving us, we can amplify the ones that are serving us. We can continue in that pattern and we can change the patterns that have been given to us maybe by our parents by someone else's opinions, some folklore, or some superstition. And we can replace those ideas with ideas that really help, that are absolutely true within your experience. And this is the job that I have today. I have a job of giving you the absolute truth. And so, just recently... I was doing some reading, I was doing some studying, and one of the things that I came across was this. The understanding, not not just by my reading, but in contemplation, I realized that my life will never be enough. I want you to stop and think And I want you to stop and feel within yourself for the response your body just had to that idea. There are a couple of responses that can be had. The minute I say your life will never be enough, 
many of you will have a defensive response that says my life is enough. I am enough. And you'll, you'll press against the idea that your life is never going to be enough. And that response indicates to you that you're hiding something from yourself. If the statement was actually true, that you are enough, then you wouldn't have to press back against the idea that you will never be enough. You would just be solid in the understanding that you are enough. But the reason I say that we will never be enough is because enough implies amounts. Enough implies that there's a such thing as not enough. Enough implies that there's somewhere to get to. There's some level to be at is what the idea of enough implies. And that is not the true idea. There is no such thing as enough. Enough belongs to the world of duality. And when you're in a world of competition and duality, you always have to prove yourself. You always have more work to do. You always want to become more and more and more. You're always reaching for power. You're always doing that. And you never stop. The reason you never stop is because you're constantly in competition. Now, when you realize that after you get the thing that you thought would make you worthy, you'll need some more. And after you get that thing, you'll need some more. And after you get the next thing, you'll need some more and some more and some more. And you don't even realize that you're trying to be enough for someone else. Many times when uh, along my journey that has helped me is when I realized that I was trying to be enough or I was trying in general and implied that I didn't have what I wanted to have. That was the first thing. That was the first thing. The, the trying itself makes you feel empty. It makes me feel like I'm not enough already. Have you ever been around somebody and you made the mistake of trying to please them or trying to impress them? How small did you feel? What response did you get from those people? That is never the best feeling. It actually is one of the worst feelings that you can have because you compromise your identity. So what's the solution to this? All right, Josh, I accept that I may never be enough, that my life will never be enough. So what do I do? You make your life into art. Make it into a piece of artwork. Since you know it'll never be enough and it'll never be worth what other people think it to be worth, it's similar to a block of wood or it's similar to a slab of stone. And the way I see life is, in life things happen. And your response to those things that happen is like a little chip away at the stone. And after, it, it may be painful, it might be sharp, it might be uh, shocking, but after you feel it, after you feel it, it's a shock to you. What happens next? You look at that sculpture and it's like, okay, that's one chip away. And you keep having these experiences and you keep having responses to the moment. And you keep responding again, again, again. 
You keep chipping away, chipping away, chipping away until your life is shaping up to be this sculpture. Then the statue of David pops up. You've sculpted a perfect life of art. And so I believe it's a process of chipping away at what is not you. It's a dropping off of these erroneous ideas. It's a letting go of what you thought, what you thought before so that you can have a life that you do desire. So it's this chipping away that constantly happens to your life. So there's, it's more of letting go than it is adding to. The way I see it, everything has already been done and everything is already created. Everything is already finished. There's nothing to add to the world. It's complete. The only thing there is to do for me is to make my life a pattern of art. Now, what do I determine as art? There's four factors that go into artwork. Artwork exemplifies truth. It's something so fundamentally true to our nature that we can recognize it when we see it. We recognize it when we see it. It's not just fancy. It's not just glittery. It's something true about what we're seeing. Number two is it's beautiful. The the wonderful thing about beauty is that it can never be compared. Beauty stands alone. All things that are beautiful derive their beauty from themselves. They don't need an outside opinion to be beautiful. They don't need anybody's accolades or beliefs. They don't need anybody else's approval. It just comes from what it is. It doesn't come from anything outside. And to make your life a display of beauty is to make your life unique to you, beautiful to you, magnificent to you. There's no comparing your life to another. Your life of beauty comes from you. That's all. That's a wonderful, wonderful thing to pay attention to. So beauty, the beauty of smelling a rose cannot be compared. And I mean, not compared as in it's better or worse, but they're in they're not the same. The beauty of a rose of the smell of a rose is not the same as a beauty of a mother loving her child. And yet it is the same. You cannot compare a sunset to a rose smell or a rose smell to the love you have for a child. You can't compare any of them. They're just beautiful. Beauty stands alone. Beauty is itself. It is the essence showing itself in a natural way. And that is all. And it's always something much more fundamentally true about that work than can can be displayed in that art. So it's true. It's also beautiful. Here's another thing. It's a pattern. It's always a pattern to artwork. And this pattern is always consistent. The pattern of of truth, of the truth, the beauty, and the pattern. So you can have a pattern of love in your life. So unconditional love is what you give everywhere you go, despite what happens to you. You're on a quest to to explore the depths of unconditional love. Some of you may love deep truths, and some of you are on a journey to show those deep truths in your life, in the display of your life. Some of you love honesty. 
and you're on a quest to see how far honesty can take you. So honesty is huge. Uh, any virtue that you choose to become a pattern for will be a beautiful thing in your life. Because as you see, the sun comes up and the moon comes out with the stars. And that happens every single day. It's a pattern of masculine feminine. It's a pattern of dark and light that continues on and on and on. And it's beautiful. We see the sunset, we see the sunrise. And if we stop for a moment to see the cycles of this life, we'll see the beauty in it everywhere. If you look at a rose, the actual rose twirls as a spiral. And that spiral is gorgeous, it's beautiful, it's unbelievable. The reds in that rose, if you just stare at it, the pattern of red, the pattern of the swirl, it's a pattern, it's beautiful. So anything you look at in nature, you can see the beauty in it because it has a pattern. And the fourth thing, which is the most important thing, is art is always authentic. And it's always authentic to who you are. Who you are is not your thoughts. Your thoughts come from you. Who you are is not some emotions. Who you are is further, is, is just far beyond anything that can be conceived or intellectualized. It's just consistent with you, your consistency. Some people say, can you taste the consistency in this food? And that's one way to look at life. That's one way to look at the food. The consistency belongs to the food, though. What's your consistency? There's a consistency that belongs to you. So if someone were to chew you up, chew your energy up, they experience a very, very distinctly different energy than just any old energy. It's your energy. And we can feel it. We can experience it as you. And so it's consistent and authentic with you. This is the fourth thing of art. So a life of art is a life of patterns, a life of alignment, a life of beauty, and a life of truth. When you combine all four of these and you just find it in your life, you uncover it. You uncover the art. You reveal the art. You brush yourself off and you, you see the artwork when you can see that that is when your life changes